Is Cody Bellinger going to be the next Toronto Blue Jay? On today's episode, we'll go over that. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Blue Jays. Thank you for making Locked On Blue Jays your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Well, I'm not going to lie to you, Carter. Every time that that music intro plays, in my head, for the first little bit, it was like, oh, I might get sick of this. And then I'm sitting here over here just doing this the whole time. Is this plan? <laughs> Starting to jam out to it a little bit now. <laughs> it's like the theme song, you know. When I'm coming up with a walkout, it's that. Something that's to get us ready for these podcasts. So, I mean, if the intro music is going to get that done, I mean, something to get excited about. I don't know if our listeners would say that, but we, yeah, I, mean, I like it. Yeah, I mean, I'm a fan of it too. So, I mean, speaking of exciting things, though, uh, the Blue Jays being back in on Cody Bellinger, what is that? Yeah, sort of interesting, right? Like me and you, we did the uh, interview with Caitlin McGrath on, I guess that was Friday, right? Um, came out uh, yesterday, so Monday. Um, and, and just sort of these rumblings a little bit here and there have been floating around. Um, did, did you know where it like originated from or did you just see it also on just a bunch of different sources? I think it was actually Jeff Passon. I kind of referenced it a little bit on the Friday episode. But yeah, he said, I just feel like the Toronto Blue Jays need Cody, Bell- Cody Bellinger more than the Cubs do. And he went on to say a few other things, just how uh, like just a bunch of Scott Boris guys come up and sign. Obviously, Matt Chapman's another Boris guy hasn't been signed. Cody Bellinger... Um, off of a prove-it-year deal last year, obviously that one year he had um, over there with the, the uh, Jesus Christ, the, uh, the Chicago Cubs. There, yeah. finally got there. Uh, yeah, so I think the the way it's looking is that he was asking for like a multi-year deal. So we're like five to seven years, somewhere in there. And I believe that uh, teams aren't looking to pay him that sort of money, or especially for that long of a deal. It's coming off last year. I mean, Cody Bellinger, he had a good year say the least, uh, 153 hits, 26 home runs, 307 batting percentage, uh, 4.4 war, and an 881 OPS. Those are all great numbers. Why do you think uh, people are trying to stay away from Cody Bellinger? Well, I mean, as we've seen year after year, Cody Bellinger is one of those guys that's going to be very, very hit or miss. He's going to have a great season, or it'll be like, what happened to Cody Bellinger? And then we've seen that happen before. And I think that's what's sticking in people's minds when looking at long-term deals for Cody Bellinger is, are we going to see this happen again? Is there going to be a regression? Can he keep up the same pace? Or maybe not. I mean, these are some pretty good numbers. So maybe even not keep up this pace, but be somewhere in the ballpark. Um, Yeah. And it it is frustrating, I think, for probably for him and, and for fans of Cody Bellinger as well. And even us, because I mean, we love to get Cody Bellinger, but I think a five year, five to seven year deal is a little bit out of the range for us right now. I think we'd probably be looking at a two or three, if anything. Um, I don't know. What are your, what are your sort of thoughts on Cody Bellinger? You know, he is MVP. He's won rookie of the year. He's a two-time all-star 2020, uh, 2020 world series champion, gold glove, silver slugger. Like he sort of fits the bill of what the Toronto Blue Jays want, but is he up there for you right now? Um, I think in terms of another bat for this team, a left-handed bat at that, it would be a huge uh, make for the Blue Jays if they were able to sign him. But it's just like you said, he was the luckiest player um, at, in terms of hitting last year. So all the expected stats were um, a, a lot lower than they actually were for Cody Bellinger. So that's another guy that uh, 
it's just going to be interesting because he has been up and down his entire career. I mean, a great year in 2017, his rookie year, one rookie of the year that year. 2018, another pretty decent year. 2019 is his MVP year. And then kind of slumped through 2021 and 2022. So it's it's the inconsistency, which completely fits this Toronto Blue Jays team right now. But I think that's why people are staying away from him. They don't want to commit to five to seven years, 25 million plus for a guy that could go and hit 210 next year. I don't think the drop-off would be that drastic. And I think that he will get signed. Obviously, it is getting close to uh, spring training as the Blue Jays do play, I think, in 11 days for spring training. And then the season obviously starts uh, near the end of March. So it's interesting to see this many good players still available this late into the season. I mean, you got Jorge Soler, J.D. Martinez, like I said, Matt Chapman before. Uh, Cody Bellinger, we do need, in my opinion, we do need another outfielder. Because if you have Kevin Kiermaier or Dalton Varsho just not playing, or even George Springer with his injury history, your next player is Nathan Lucas, probably. Unless they, uh, they have been saying that uh, David Schneider will platoon out there, but I don't think that's a very natural fit for him. But he's just kind of willing to do um, what this team is asking him to do. But Cody Bellinger, I think if uh, you can get him on a two to three million or two to three year deal for probably closer to twenty million dollars, I think that's something the Blue Jays should be looking into. Yeah, I hundred percent agree with you, and I think that's the problem with some of these guys is they are um, like even Matt Chapman, right? A little bit inconsistent, and I think that's what's hurting a bunch of these guys right now, looking for longer term deals, trying to lock in, you know, but. Right now, teams are looking at that inconsistency and being like, okay, is this, you know, if, if we don't hit on this guy this year, is that going to leave us with a huge hole, well, money-wise for one, and then in the lineup as a secondary? Um, so, yeah, I, I think I would love to see Cody Bellinger come to this Toronto Blue Jays and be that, you know, uh, outfielder that could, would probably most likely start over Dalton Varsho. Um Personally, do I really think it's realistic and do I think that, Yes, 100% the Blue Jays are getting them. No, I, I I could see this being another just in the talks one. I mean, we've taught, we've had these conversations with Jorge Soler and thinking, okay, we think this guy is coming here. There's been a lot of talk around him and then it ends up being nothing. So are you sort of feeling how I'm feeling with this where it's like, seems like it's a lot of talk, seems like, oh, the Blue Jays and then it falls to the wayside? I think we're all kind of having PTSD from the Shohei Otani sweepstakes from earlier in the offseason. Nobody really wants to commit to any big name coming to the Toronto Blue Jays because they don't want to be heartbroken again. <laughs> um, looking at this Jays outfield, though, like like I said, Kevin Kiermeyer has had injury history. He's not a guy anymore that's going to be playing every day. George Springer, we all know kind of what happened uh, in 2022 with that uh, collision with Bo Bichette, obviously towards the end of the year in the last game. And then just before that, 2021, he's coming off some injury trouble. So if you go into the season with just these three outfielders, you're taking a lot of risks. I know the Blue Jays were a very healthy team last year on both sides of the ball, but I do think they need a fourth outfielder. But again, when you're thinking about that is who are you going to kind of throw into that uh, rotational role then? Because all four of these fielders do want to play a substantial amount of time, and they're all used to being pretty much everyday players in the league. And we saw it with guys like Whit Merrifield. We saw it with guys like David Schneider. When they're not in the lineup all the time, they struggle to be consistent and they struggle to be productive at the plate because it's tough to be a good baseball player when you're only seeing live pitching at best every other day for some of these guys. It was even worse, yeah. worse in uh, David Schneider's case. But it just it does fit the Jays mold perfectly. If they can get him on a three-year deal, it's a left-handed bat that hits for power, good fielder, pretty much everything you could ask for, a good clubhouse guy. 
Um, do I see this being realistic? I don't think so because I don't think the Jays are going to want to fork over another 20 plus million dollars for a guy that possibly could be one of the worst hitters in the lineup this year. If it is um, convenient of the history that he has had um, throughout his career. Yeah. I'm, I'm that that's what sort of scares me too. A, a bit of me thinks though, as well is like, you know what, if you can go out and get this guy, um, I think you do. I think that that limits your need for a trade early on because he fits that with, we don't need any more infielders. I mean, we get, a, you know, everybody's complaining about the third base slot, but we have a lot of guys that could fill in there. And then maybe we, if, you know, if we're making a really good push throughout the year and we think, okay, that's one area that we can really um, go to upgrade, you know, then you make that around the trade deadline. But to start the season, you're like you said, exactly is we need that fourth outfielder. And I'm sorry, it can't be uh, Lucas. It just can't be. So, yeah, I think it's it's a need that Cody Bellinger fits. He hits for power. Uh, you know, he hit really good average last year. I mean, he's on. I mean, his slugging percentage is five twenty five. So, like, it's pretty solid slugging percentage, right? Um, and then, yeah, I just think overall Cody Bellinger does fit the mold. But like you said again, I can't see the the Jays really being like fully in on him you know, throw the bag and hopefully that, you know, he is down to come here. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, I, I think that stuff will happen and, and we predict we can, we can throw stuff out there into the wind and, and say whatever we want. But, if, you know, I think we have to be sort of realistic and see what happened with Jorge Soler. And uh, I mean, Justin Turner is sort of a guy that came out of nowhere for the Blue Jays that we got. Right. So Yario Rodriguez, same thing. Like we, we heard a little bit of rumblings, but nothing crazy. And then, Oh, we are already guess. Oh, Justin Turner. So I think if the Jays were going to sign somebody, it's going to be more so like that, where it's like not something that we necessarily expect. I think it's crazy just considering the year that Cody Bellinger had last year, one of the most productive hitters in the league and just how he hasn't been signed by any team. Obviously there has been teams interested, but the closer we get to the regular season, the more leverage Scott Boris loses trying to deal these guys. So it's it's going to be interesting. Do you think there's a possibility of Cody Bellinger us getting to the spring training and him just still not being on a team? Honestly, no. Um, they're they're going to be looking for that long term deal. Um, but if that doesn't happen, Cody Bellinger's not a guy that's going to sit out for part of the year because he didn't get exactly what he's asking for. He'll go and play baseball. Uh, but it might be on a one-year contract worth a ton of money. And you might just have to soak that, right? But yeah, no no shot that this guy's not playing baseball opening day. Yeah, it's kind of crazy considering his offensive production that he might kind of be on another prove-it contract just because of his uh, lack of consistency and just the amount of money this guy's asking for. Obviously one of the highest touted uh, free agents this offseason. But speaking of free agents, a guy that's finally confirmed to be with the Toronto Blue Jays, Uriel Rodriguez. But before we get into that, I just wanted to mention our Locked On National 24-7 streaming channel. The NBA uh, playoffs are coming up. Uh, The NHL All-Star break just ended. Trade deadline's coming up. It's going to be crazy with that. All these college sports are always going on. Women's sports is available. So whatever you guys want to tune into, it's available whenever you guys want to digest your sports content. Just go to the 24-7 streaming channel, which is on YouTube, and subscribe. Um, and just before we sort of hit to the break, I also want to mention you guys can follow us on Twitter, Braden 5 Wasco Carter, first two. I have been posting a, a quite a bit more recently, so 
Uh, if you guys want to stay up to date, I'm, you know, reacting to a bunch of stuff. I'm just sort of having some fun on there. Uh, you know, I think I announced our uh, our interview that came out with uh, Caitlin McGrath as well on there. So I'll try to be a little bit more active on there as well. Make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube channel. It really helps. So we're like, we're getting close to that 1000 mark where every day it seems like we're getting closer and closer and closer. And it, my excitement level is just rising and rising and rising. So let's just get there so I can calm down a little bit. All right. I used to have this minivan that I was the first one in my grade to get my license. So I always just packed all the boys in there and we were always driving around, whether it was Don's runs or just wanted to go uptown to get some candy. But the best way I kept that vehicle on the road was with eBay Motors. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your vehicle, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your partner's guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts... With all the parts you need and the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available for U.S. customers. So we're going to talk about the big man. The $32 million man. Yariel Rodriguez. I mean, I guess it's official. We sort of knew he was signing with the Blue Jays for a while now. Um, but it's now official, five years, $32 million, Yariel Rodriguez. Why the switch up from four years to five years, do you think? I think it's just the potential that this guy would reach. I mean, obviously, uh, there was no salary increase. So, I mean, might as well just have the option for the team. Um, I think this guy, he had a lot of, a lot of success in Japan, obviously, in 2022. Uh, decided to take the year off. And didn't pitch, but did pitch in the 2023 World Baseball Classic and had a lot of success there. Uh, as for this extra year, I just think that's what it is. It's a low-risk deal for the Jays. I mean, if he's going to be successful, then that's another year of control for this team. Uh, and if it doesn't work out, there's obviously ways out of it after the third year. So a low-risk deal for a guy that could have crazy high upside could end up being a startable uh, pitcher in this league, maybe being a three guy and maybe two guy. Obviously it's early to speculate that, but the best uh, attribute he had was actually coming out of the bullpen in 2022, a 1.15 ERA and just looked fantastic in Japan. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, the more and that we've gotten, I mean, we've talked about him quite a bit and the more and more that we, go into his stats and take a closer look and, and is he worth this? Is he, do you think he can do this? I start to really have, have faith in this guy. The numbers speak for themselves. I think he could be a really, really good asset to this team. And I do want to go over what Ross Atkins said. Um, he brings, uh, he brings a diverse arsenal, impressive athleticism and the ability to get swings and misses to our team. And I think that swing and miss aspect of that comment is so big because uh we've seen guys you know that the guy that can throw the slider really well can throw the splitter really well and get those misses but to have an extra guy that can is a strikeout machine is, is sort of what we need especially with the lack of i don't want to say the lack of defense we have good defense but in the same regard these infielders a little bit unproven a little bit you know new to the you know jays i mean we got biggio good fielder uh ikf if he's gonna play at third i mean good Good defense, Bo Bichette, 
never know what you're going to get with Bo Bichette. Throw him out there and pray at this point. But good season last year. Um, so I think a guy that can keep the ball out of the field is fantastic. Uh, make make our guys make less plays is unbelievable. Um, and then he also says uh, depth to our, he also adds depth to our pitching group and has a chance to impact our major league team in multiple uh, roles. So I'm thinking that they're going to probably, I thought they were going to start him out in AAA. Maybe that's not the case anymore. Maybe now they're looking at him as a specific, you know, bullpen guy to start the year and then maybe move into that uh, fifth rotation spot if need be. Like, what are your thoughts? Do you think he could slide into that rotation slot? I think they're just going to leave it open. It's just going to be if he is able to make the adjustment to North American baseball. And if he's going to be productive, why not have him start on the team right away? Obviously, it was uh, perceived that he was probably going to start in AAA to start. And this was more of like a in that before it was more of a three year deal being on the four year, thirty two million dollars. But now that's a five year. I think that there's even more of a chance that they are very lenient with a start and they do start him off in AAA. Especially when you have a guy like Bowden Francis, obviously there sort of seems like they're giving Alec Manoa that fifth rotation spot to start. But then again, that's why there's spring training. There's why there's competition for a reason. If Yariel Rodriguez is going to go out there and pitch solid and be productive for this team and be a better piece than Alec Manoa, then I'm going to say screw the experience, screw what he did before. He's the better guy now. So that's it's a business. It's kind of what you have to do. You want your best players to be playing. But yeah, yeah. I- for- for Yuri Rodriguez, there's uh, there's no rush for it to get him in the big leagues. I 100% agree with you. I, I think that um, this, more so than maybe the past few years, is going to be a big, big se- season for that spring training. And just to see what those that pitching staff, what we're looking for for that fifth rotation spot, where these guys will slide into, if it will be bullpen rolls, if it will be starting, if it will be in AAA, it's going to be very, very interesting, I think, this year. So I, I know I'll be tuning into you know, as many of those spring training games as I can, uh, really paying close attention to where those guys get used, uh, at least to start the spring training off. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do, do you think that um, – I'm just going to throw this out there as like a, in Carter first mind, do you think that he's going to end up being a bullpen guy or do you think he's going to succeed in taking that fifth rotation slot? Um, in the next, we'll say two years. Give him two okay. years. I was going to say this year, I do not see him um, cracking the starting roster spot, even though his numbers were really good. I mean, a 1.15 ERA in Japan, over uh, 54.2 innings, walking 18, striking out 60. And then in the World Baseball Classic, he posted a 245 earned on average over seven and a third innings, 10 strikeouts and six walks. Uh, this uh, starting rotation is just so deep right now. But I think that also gives us more opportunity to make a trade closer to the deadline. For a guy, I hate to say it, but I have a weird feeling that Yusei Kikuchi is going to be dealt at the deadline. It's on a team-friendly deal. We have Ricky Tiedemann, the left-hander, coming up throughout the system. That's another guy to be watch- we're going to have to watch for in spring training. Uh, Alec Manoa is there. If Uriel Rodriguez can have a good year, you got Bowden Francis. There's so many options on this team, especially when you go to the bullpen. I mean, you got Chad Green, Jordan Romano, Yimmy Garcia. Uh, Tim Mesa was unbelievable last year. It's just it's such a crazy flip from where we were in 2022 when we were throwing out Adam Simber in the eighth inning. And we're like, oh, God, how many home runs is this guy going to give up? Topping out at like 85 miles an hour. Um, Uriel Rodriguez is a great uh, upside guy. Good prospect. Uh, I'm hoping that we can see him out of the bullpen this year. I mean, his stuff looks unreal. I mean, it's just it's all going to come down to spring training. And I, I think the way that the Jays should handle this is they should just clear slate. 
you got four guys that have it, and then you got three other guys that should just battle it out for that fifth rotation spot and see who wants it more. I 100% agree with you. I think this should be a spot that is used as a show us what you got. If you can prove it, we'll put you there. Exactly, right? Um, I think that is probably the way to go. Do I think that's how it's going to play out? Not so much. I think this fifth rotation slot is Alec Manoa's, and I don't think it's to lose either. I think this is his spot. I think he could go out and pitch an absolute dud in spring training. No problem. Here you go. Here's the fifth rotation spot, which is very frustrating for me. But um, because we, like you said, we do have so many other guys that have that want, that urge to get this spot, that that want to prove themselves. But it's sort of seeming like it's being gift wrapped right now. Well, another thing it's going to come down to is I'm assuming on a five-year deal, Uriel Rodriguez is going to have options. And Bowden Francis is another guy that's going to have options. And then you have Alec Manoa, who obviously it's a tough relationship there already. But I, I'm not sure what his options are looking like. I know obviously he got sent down uh, last year and he is a younger guy. So I'm assuming there's still his options there. But that's going to be the biggest thing. I know Bowden Francis is 27. So this might be the last year he has that. Yusei yeah. Kikuchi obviously cannot be sent down without uh, clearing waivers. And I don't know why anyone in the right mind would want to send Yusei Kikuchi down after his performance last year. So... It's it's kind of predetermined, I think, as well. Unfortunately, I think Uriel, unless Uriel Rodriguez decides to be Cy Young in spring training and blows everybody out of the water, I think that he'll be probably limited to um, AAA to start. And then maybe we will see him in this bullpen down the stretch. And he could come in by the tra- trade deadline. And then it's almost like we just made a trade and got a, f- a guy that's going to make a huge difference in this bullpen down the stretch. Yeah, 100%. I agree. Um, You did bring up Chad Green, and we do want to talk about him. He is our player profile for today. So, uh, you know, before we hit this break, uh, I'll send it back quickly to you for a quick uh, mention to our 24-7 streaming channel. Yeah, we've been mentioning it uh, pretty much every episode on this podcast because it's a great opportunity for everyone to go check out. Whatever you guys want to see, we have coverage of pretty much anything you can think of on this 24-7 streaming channel. You might see us there a few times uh, if you do, and you're not looking to see us. That's unfortunate because you're going to be seeing our content all over the place for a long time. So uh, just go to our 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube and subscribe. It's the first one ever, so get on there early. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Bet right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams like uh, with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and much more. I know, like I said to you guys last time, I lost a ton of money on the Super Bowl. So I'm going to be hitting the NBA and the NHL quite hard in the next few days to try to you know, ramp it right back up, get my, some of my winnings back. And then, uh, and then hopefully when ball season comes around, I have a little bit of money banked and then, you know, maybe throw some extra, throw some couple strange ones on the MLB. Mortgage bets um, on the Jays. That's right. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. So, Chad Green, it's time. Me and you, I think, have discussed about doing Chad Green. I don't know how many episodes in a row, but I I, I think we always say like, oh, should we do Chad Green this episode? Should we do Chad Green this episode? And it just never felt like the fit. This one, we were talking about Yari Rodriguez. We were talking about where guys will slot in. And I think we can guarantee you that this guy will slot in. And that is Chad Green. 
What do you think about him? Yeah, I think the reason that we've been putting off this Chad Green episode so much is because we were trying to get to uh, the more MLB-ready players, and it doesn't come more MLB-ready than Chad Green. Um, Obviously, coming off of that Tommy John surgery that kept him out all of 2022, came, I believe it was in August, was his first uh, appearance in the major leagues for the Jays, and he showed out pretty much right away. Obviously, the first start was not great from Chad Green, but, I mean, you can't really blame him. It's a year and a half without pitching. Uh, there's going to be some growing pains getting back into it. But after his first couple appearances, he was like, he was back on his prime like with the Yankees. Um, great numbers from the guy. And he kind of, again, with this bullpen, it was so good last year. You didn't really need him to do his usual job of kind of being the setup man. Obviously, we had Eric Swanson, Jordan Hicks, Tim Meza, all having unbelievable years. Uh, so that made it a lot easier on Chad Green's uh, production getting back into this lineup. Didn't have to like throw him into the fire. You could throw him in lower le- lower leverage, kind of ease him back into it. And Chad Green is going to be coming back with vengeance, I believe, this year. And he's going to get the full slate against the Yankees. So that is exactly what I'm excited about for him. Yeah, and I mean, so 5.25 ERA, 12 innings pitched, uh, 12 games only. He only pitched, uh, uh, or sorry, one home run, 16 strikeouts. And what's a little bit strange to me is he only pitched... 15 games in 2022 so maybe are we seeing a little bit of a pattern with this guy of not playing a ton of games that's so something to keep an eye out for you know injuries that maybe are could show themselves again Uh, but overall I think this guy's an amazing amazing bullpen addition that Toronto made uh, a couple years back and I think he's gonna be able to just you know finally have a year where he can show Toronto fans what he's made of a little bit yeah, yeah, with that 2022, I believe that's when they were trying to figure out what he was hurt with. So they were kind yeah. of tending to his injury kind of off and on there. Uh, when right. you go back all the way to uh, for 2017, for him, even 2016 when he started his career, I mean, 45 innings pitched that year in 16, 2017 was 69, 2018 was 78 or 75, sorry. So it was getting up there. Um, it is a guy that I think with last year, the reason that Eric Swanson got injured throughout that year is because we were using him so often. So I think one luxury we will have with this bullpen is there's so many good guys that can go with higher leverage situations. So you don't have to overpitch anybody. I think Chad Green, you can really play the matchups. Obviously, analytics are bigger than ever in the MLB, whether they should or shouldn't be in the J situations, as we saw with John Schneider's, uh, some of his decisions last season. Um, yeah, I think Chad Green uh, will be great this year. I'm not too worried about his injury troubles whatsoever. I think uh, he's had more than enough time this offseason to uh, recover from that. And he's been in the league for a long enough time that he kind of has his routine down. I don't think he's going to be easing into it at all this year. There shouldn't be any injury concerns. So he should just be ready to go for the start of the season. And I'm excited. Yeah, me too. He's a, he's a guy that I'm, I'm really pumped to to watch this year. A guy, of course, we've talked about having our eye on just to, just for the sake of that. We didn't get to see him much the past couple of years and, I, I think that's what sort of draws me into him is like, okay, what can this guy really do? Like, let's, let's put him to work. Um, you know, I, I, I'm so I'm getting to the point where I just want the season to be here already. Like I'm, I'm, I'm itching a little bit. I got, I got the, you know, I go to work and I'm like, you know what? I just want to talk blue Jays all day. And, um, and it's great. You know what? That's why this is a great outlet. That's why, you know, if you guys want to like leave some comments, we'll try to interact with you guys, make sure that, you know, I don't know. I'm not, you stop during the day. Even, you know, I get a comment and I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm just going to respond to this. Cause like, I just, I'm just itching to talk blue Jays. So send us uh, some comments, make sure you guys subscribe as well. It really helps us. So you guys killed it 
watching the uh, the Caitlin McGrath interview. We really hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, we'll try to get some more of those out to you guys, you know, coming up to the season, during the season, whatever we can do. Uh, yeah, I don't know, Carter. I'm just sort of, I'm just, it's a Tuesday and I'm, you know, in the summer, I'm like watching baseball right now, but. Yeah, now um, with the Super Bowl being done, obviously we're, uh, especially me, a big NFL fans. Uh, NHL is still on, so that is something. And the Jays play in 11 days, even though it is just spring training. That is something that I'm looking forward to. And then the pitchers and catchers are supposed to report this week as well. So, I mean, there's a bunch of things that uh, are getting us close back to the major leagues. And what a time of the year. Baseball, we can guarantee another seven months straight of baseball and i am over the moon about that you cannot never have too much baseball going on in this apartment yeah we want to thank you guys so much for watching again and uh yeah we'll talk to you guys tomorrow